0: hard to tell podcast episode 44 dexter henry brian fonseca and our guest friend of the podcast he is back for the second time howard beck of bleacher report uh senior writer right i don't want to mess senior it. yeah i gotta senior. emphasize that senior <laughs> I, I like i like that title senior took it's, me a
2: long time to, to get a title like that in this business you know yeah. like you know, the business card was always like staff writer NBA reporter <laughs> yeah. and i'm like at certain points, like, come on, man, I, I'm old now. I, I deserve mean, the I've senior title. This. I've been doing this for I've been time. doing this a long time, and, like, you get to a certain age, and you think, ah, you know what, uh, give me give me a little bit more of a uh, little little, little stature there. now I have a question right. about that, because, I mean, I've known you for quite
0: some time, but when you step into a room now, do people look at you differently because of that senior title? We're all getting old. They but, look yeah. at
2: me differently because I'm old, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think the senior uh, in my title is giving me any uh, special status. Okay. Um, no, the only thing that's changed is that uh, due to the uh, incredible. Reach and popularity of Zach Lowe and him having popularized the "What Up, Beck?" Phrase, what up, Beck? I get a lot of "What Up, Becks" from random people, uh, often people that I, I I don't even know, and they just like if they do recognize me from having been on a you know NBA TV or whatever. Yep. Uh, I've gotten that uh, in in random places. Sometimes. Kobe, Kobe should be getting credit for that, though. Right? He, he should, <laughs> although, but I mean, but you know, Kobe. uh, You know, uh, created it in in a moment, not realizing what he was creating. Did not realize it. Zach, in telling that story, made it a thing. Now it's become a much bigger thing. Yes, Zach has that power. Zach has amazing. I actually want to ask: Do you get tired of that? Do you get tired of that at all? (laughs) No, because a lot of people
1: do
0: it. If
2: it if it happened like if it happened too much, like I'm not I'm not uh, well known enough or recognized (laughs) enough for that to have gotten. Annoying or old, I I, right. I find it uh, charming and cool, and it's kind of fun. And I I appreciate that people um, enjoy enough what you know what I do, either whether my own writing or what I'm on Zach's podcast. Uh, I appreciate the fact that that there's this this following out there that really. Kind of digs what we do, and that's kind of a, a way of, of of showing that they're they're in that group, right? Like right. we we know. Like I know I, I know the, the the low post heads basically uh, out there by that by that greeting. So right. no, it's it's all fun.
1: I remember when we put the first episode out that we did, uh, a couple people also commented that.
2: <laughs> it's like
0: even yeah. so, I guess we should say what up, Beck?
2: <laughs> what up?
0: <laughs> it's, I mean.
2: If, if I have to start every conversation that way on the NBA for the rest of my career, I think I'll be okay. You're fine with that. You'll I'm get tired going, of I'm it. Going. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Howard,
0: um, there's been a lot that's been going on, a lot that has been up, if Speaking we should right. say. A lot in, up, yeah. A lot of up <laughs> in, in the NBA. I guess the first thing I'll I ask you, because this is going to be an NBA sort of preview season podcast, what did you make of this offseason? A lot a lot of stuff, very interesting, a lot yeah. went on. What did you make of this offseason?
2: My contrarian take it, <laughs> is that uh, it really was kind of ho-hum in a lot of ways. And, and I don't mean like it's no big deal that Kawhi got traded or that, oh, LeBron James went to the Lakers. It's, those are big deals. However, um, I think what I mostly go into the offseason wondering each year is what's changing the dynamic? What's changing the balance of power? Did anything? And I don't think anything did. Like mm. DeMarcus Cousins, people went apoplectic about Cousins to the Warriors – Folks, if, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but the Warriors, like, lapped the field years ago. <laughs> I, I know they did lose a title in the midst of that four-year run. Mm-hmm. Um, it was close. Uh, I know that the Rockets got them to a Game 7 and had a better record in the regular season last year, but the Rockets lost some key pieces. Um, the Warriors were already way better than everyone else. They have one of the greatest lineups, possibly the greatest lineup in history, and two recent MVPs, blah, 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 blah. We know the whole deal for All-Stars. <laughs> um, Getting, so basically, getting, why be mad right, at Demarcus? Getting Cousins? An, an injured Demarcus Cousins coming off of one of the most difficult, challenging injuries to come back from is not is not the thing that's tipping the scales at this point. Come on, folks! Like we we may see him by March or April, maybe, and we may not see much of him. And he's not going to be the difference between the Warriors winning a third straight title Agreed. or not. I don't. So yeah. that part, th- toss that one overboard. Um, LeBron going to the Lakers is huge. It's huge for the Lakers. Clearly, mm-hmm. it's big for LeBron. It will eventually be something that might be really interesting once somebody else gets there, but nobody mm. else has gone yet, right? Kawhi didn't join him. Paul George didn't join him. Um, they've got some interesting pieces. They will be much better. They'll be a playoff team. They might even be a high playoff team. They're not the team that's taking out the defending champions. And then, you know, in the East things change because Cleveland is now irrelevant. Sorry, Cleveland. Oh, so
0: you so you're not rocking with Tristan Thompson. I was gonna his, say his predictions? He doesn't think so.
2: I I, I mean I I, I try to be good. You're trying to be nice, there, Howard. I see. It. I get where he's coming from. Technic- technically, Tristan Thompson is correct. They're the champions of the East until they're not. However, <laughs> it's a ludicrous take, Tristan Thompson. Um, will they even go. make the playoffs? Uh, you know, that's an uh, interesting question. Let's let's bookmark that and come back to it because we're going yeah, 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 we to touch that. But just to complete this thought, like. Yes, a lot of really interesting stuff happened in the offseason, um, but nothing really changed to me the, the, the balance of power because the Warriors are still the best team in the West and maybe even by more than they were before, not because of Cousins, but because the Rockets, I think, stepped back a little bit. Right. Um, you know, The Thunder, the Jazz, there's some interesting teams, but I don't know that anybody's built to, to take down the Warriors. It's It's still the case where the Warriors will only be undone by injuries or their own boredom and lack of engagement. And then out East... You know, Boston, Toronto, Philly were the teams we had an eye on anyway if LeBron was gone, and it's that same group. Um, It's a little different, and we'll see what Kawhi brings and whether or not he's fully healthy and fully engaged and invested in Toronto and all that stuff. But um, ultimately, I didn't feel like a new power was born somewhere or that one of the existing second-tier powers got – that extra piece they needed to knock off the Warriors. Or, like, would have been really interesting to me would have been if, you know, Milwaukee got that second star to go Mm -hmm. with Giannis. Or if the Pelicans got that second star or, you know, third, all due respect to Drew Holiday. But, like, if the Pelicans got that other piece that they – like, I'm waiting for those teams that have, like, great young players that are, you know, all-stars or uh, MVP candidate types like Anthony Davis and Giannis. I want those teams to get that other guy to, 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 you know, elevate them to that next – stage like that would be interesting um if the lakers had gotten another star or two to go with lebron immediately that would have been really interesting yeah so it's not to say that there aren't intriguing storylines and that some some you know uh, important things didn't happen in the offseason it did clearly but the overall picture of the nba is largely unchanged
1: i will say this though about the east i do think i don't think they're going to be one of these top three teams we talk about but i do think washington's a little more interesting now Just because they have Dwight Howard, Otto Porter's got another year under his belt, another year of Bradley Beal and John Wall. Although I feel like it can go the other way entirely. Drama. There could be drama. Yes, where it kind of just blows up. So I guess it's more interesting from a standpoint of being interesting as opposed to how it works out on the court. But I do think that's something to watch for them being maybe that potentially dangerous four seed if everything works out
2: one of my disappointments of the off season and this is easy for me to say cuz i'm not the fans. guy i'm i'm not the one who has to deal with the the consequences of making these bold moves but i wanted to see whether it was portland breaking up dame and yes, cj yeah. or washington breaking up beal and wall yeah. like some of these teams that feel like they've just kind of plateaued Needed to do something dramatic, and they still haven't. And listen, it's hard to make trades in the NBA, and those are risky deals because you're trading an All Star. You're you're thinking like, is this as far as we can ever get with these guys, or is there still can we keep patching it up at the around the edges? Can we fill in? Um, is there another step for those guys to take? Can their chemistry get better? But after a while, you feel like, you know what, this is just who you are, Washington. Okay, you got mm-hmm. rid of Gortat, who you know, butted heads with John Wall, so you kind of cleared up a chemistry issue there. But then you brought in Dwight Howard. Who butts to,
0: heads with, with everybody. <laughs> who,
2: right, who every team for the last five years can't wait to get rid of. Like, so I'm not, I'm not sold on Washington as being any better than they were, and, and I'm disappointed that they didn't find some bigger, bolder move to make. Um, you know, Portland may not make the playoffs in the West. Really? They think might so? – no, they I might not. Uh, I think uh,
0: that's a – we'll get to that later. Po- it, a, it is possible, though, it, now it, that It's kinda, more than
1: possible. I mean, because a couple teams have to drop out in order for, like, the Lakers to get in and yes. one of the other teams to get in. So yeah, Portland, I, I, Portland makes – Howard, I'm with you. There. I think I have them out right now. But as, I, as I will of get right,
0: to that
2: later. I like Damian right Lillard a lot,
1: though. And CJ McCollum also.
2: But other than that – Right. And it's not a – and that's the thing. Every, the second you start getting these discussions, it's like, oh, you're disrespecting Portland. It's not that, folks. Yeah, it's it's, not. it's they were they were third in the West, but they were like one win or loss away from being like seventh Seven, in the West yep, or something. Yeah. Like it was that close. So it's not even that. Oh, this this precipitous drop. No, it doesn't take that much to drop. And the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. I think Denver's going to make the playoffs. Two teams have to fall out. Yeah, one of them is going to be Minnesota Absolutely. after they trade Jimmy Butler. So that maybe takes care of itself. Yeah, um, but somebody else has to drop out, folks. And you know, I, I, I'm fine if anybody says no. It's not Portland. It's actually going to be you know New Orleans. It's actually going to be maybe whoever. Oh. Like pick pick a team. That's fine. But um, I, I am convinced that the Lakers and Denver are getting in and somebody else has to go out and and Portland has basically been the same team for the last couple of years in terms of personnel they not no major changes for them in the offseason. Yeah. Yep. Um if everybody else is getting better, look even the bad teams got better. Like so the Lakers were a bad team that got incredibly yeah, uh, dramatically better. Yeah. Uh Dallas got better. I mean I don't know how long Harrison Barnes is going to be out now that injury that just that just yep. uh came out. Yeah. But if um and they don't have depth, but still, if Luka Doncic is as good as a lot of us think he is, like Dexter, I'm very, very high. I'm, very high Doncic. I'm, I'm, very high I'm buying Doncic's stock. I am too. Um, and he's 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 prepared because he was playing professionally in Europe for years already. So you, you take the combination of him, year two of Dennis Smith Jr., uh, West Matthews. Uh now they got DeAndre Jordan yep. and then Harrison Barnes. Like that's a pretty nice starting five. That's not bad. That, that team might make the playoffs in the East. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think they would. I, I um, think they
1: would too. So and Dirk is your sixth man.
2: And and look, Dallas is not going to make the playoffs, all right? But I'm just saying they got better. Yeah. Yeah. Phoenix should be better. The Lakers are better. There's three lottery teams in the West who are who are who are at least a little better than they were a year, a year ago. Sacramento's going to be at least a little better than they were last season yeah. Memphis with Mike Conley and Marcus all healthy again and Chandler Parsons in Players Tribune telling us he's he's ready to go but that's what everybody says at this <laughs> time of year um, <laughs> no, right you know, but, but Memphis will not be a 23 win team or whatever again right, right? so right. all those teams got better that's going to so a team like Portland that was like you know really good but not great and didn't do anything else to shore itself up like yeah they're vulnerable and they also got swept in the playoffs And right, they got swept by by New Orleans. Orleans.
1: Yeah, swept swept by by New Orleans, and they lost depth in Ed Davis uh, and Shabazz Napier, who Damian Little was not very happy about. Yeah, so,
0: so, so we we talked. You touched upon Minnesota, and obviously, this <laughs> is what everybody wants to know right now. Uh, Jimmy, or not? Because fatigued, the, or maybe not. <laughs> it
2: takes us all like three days of, of immerged, immersion in any news story to get fatigued of yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and, and now, now we're seeing reports in late last night. We're seeing people people fake reporting. I'll I'll put it as that saying that there's a deal close with the Rockets and all this other stuff. Which, look. It, It's not. There was a deal close with the Nets somebody else reported. None of the stuff that I think is credible, Howard. But (laughs) how bad is the situation there in Minnesota right now? Because it seems like who's making decisions on the trade? Is it Glenn Taylor? Does Thibodeau
2: have control? And where do you think Jimmy Butler will go? I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this before. <laughs> I mean, certain pieces of this we've seen before. Okay, yeah, sometimes the front office and the ownership aren't on the same page. Yep. Sometimes front office and coach aren't on the same page. Mm. Sometimes a star gets disgruntled. and wants Like all these little, the, the, this, the individual details of it we've seen somewhere else before. The combination, though, and because of when this is all happening with training camps having already begun and this started to unfold right before training camps began, that part we haven't seen. The complete divide between what ownership wants to do and what the front office slash coach, which in this case is the same person, wants to do, um, and the clear divide within the locker room, too. I mean, listen, you you don't let Jimmy Butler stay home just because we're going to try to trade you. It's also because... Andrew Wiggins doesn't want to see him in the locker room right now. <laughs> nor, nor, does, nor does Towns, uh, seemingly. And yes. Look, um, everybody can downplay it all they want to, but... Mm-hmm. When Carl Anthony Towns signs an extension finally that he could have signed weeks ago and signs it just after that's finally public that oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna end up trading Jimmy Butler. I'm sorry, mm. that's that, I'm, that ain't coincidence, fuck. I didn't you know it's funny, I mis-
0: hadn't even thought about I hadn't even thought about it in like, like that. It, yeah, it's, me neither.
2: it's you know, that like sometimes things are exactly what they appear to be. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so there's an incredible amount of, of dysfunction going on there. Um Minnesota's the last team put uh, Pop to the side on this one for a second because he's an exception to himself Minnesota's the last team to still have the the dual coach GM thing going on or coach uh, president thing going on with Tibbs Stan McGundy's out in Detroit Doc got stripped of his front office powers uh, in LA a year ago uh, Buttonholzer lost hold on the dual citizen, uh, d- the dual citizen, the dual the <laughs> dual role, um, and then lost his Atlanta citizenship, um, and, and and was banished to, to Wisconsin. Um, no, so so everybody else who has held the dual role in recent years, it, like it's it's over. This era, as as short lived as it was, I think is just done. I'm glad. Pop is the lone exception. He should be the lone exception. And besides that, R.C. Buford plays a massive role in all that. Um, it was a mistake for any of these teams to try it, and. Minnesota's the last one still holding on to it. So um, if, if, if Tom Thibodeau were just a GM, he would be all in favor of trading Jimmy Butler, knowing that he has an untenable situation. But he's not. He's the coach who's going into year three, and his own rep and job are on the line, and he's, he's looking out for himself and as a coach. And this is a player he loves that right. embodies what he's about as a coach. Right, but that you know that guy's going to walk next summer. <laughs> he's made it yeah. clear. So the only rational uh solution to this is to trade Jimmy Butler and get whatever you can. I know you gave up a lot to get him just a year ago. You rolled the dice. It we, we all thought it was a worthy dice roll a year ago. Yeah, we I all, did. you know, yeah, every single one of us I think, I don't think anybody criticized it on the Minnesota side. There was plenty of criticism on the Chicago side, but on the Minnesota side we all said, "Wow, great deal." I'm not going to 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 abandon that position and say that it was wrong. I will say, however, that you know, it's easy for me to say as a pundit, you are the GM who made this deal. You knew there was <laughs> some risk involved because of the contract and other potential issues with it. Um, you crapped out on it. Like, it didn't it, – I'm sorry. You, you barely made the playoffs, and now Jimmy wants out. Um, it, it is blowing up in your face, but you, you just have to make the best of it, and that's the difference between being a, just a team president or president and coach because it's a much clearer path forward when you just have one role or the other, and um, – I mean, other people have written this, uh, I think, very eloquently. Like, at some point here, push is going to come to shove, and either either Glenn Taylor's got to fire Tibbs or, mm. or remove the, the pre- team president title or something, because you you can't have these competing agendas from ownership, which is trying to take the long view and say, you know what, our our path forward is with Towns and Wiggins, and I got to get what I can for for Butler. You can't have ownership saying that while the front office slash coach is trying to do something else.
0: So you just you just brought up something and saying, "Hey, look, you guys have to kind of do what you can do here if you're the Timberwolves. What can they do, Howard? Because every other team knows that this yeah. guy doesn't want to stay. They don't really have any of the leverage here. What can they do as far as a trade?"
2: Yeah, no, it's like a distressed asset or yeah. I mean, it, you, you can't you, you can't get back the same value you got a year no. ago or that that you paid to acquire a year ago, right? Like so they give up, you know, Chris Dunn and Lowry Markinen, Zach Levine. It was a pretty decent package. And are you going to get anything like that back? No. No. They're reportedly trying. They yeah. apparently
1: asked for like Ben Simmons. And then obviously, you know, everybody wants Karis LeVert on that side.
2: Look, you, if you have Jimmy, look, Jimmy Butler's a top 15 player in the league. And if you've got yep. Jimmy Butler and you have to trade him, yes, on principle, if you're the team that has him, you should get everything you can for him and you should try to get the value that a top 15 player merits. But, it's never that simple. Context matters, and in this case, the context is um, everybody knows you're over a barrel, and that you yes. need to get this resolved quickly. Especially, by the way, compressed uh, pre seasons now. So, if you know, if this were the old NBA two mm-hmm. years ago, yeah. <laughs> you'd have a month to sort this out right. and sure say, ah, oh, there's no urgency. Season starts in like five minutes. Yeah. You know, like, th- there's not much time. And whoever you do get back, that guy or that group of guys is going to probably have missed one, two, maybe all of your preseason games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's not exactly ideal for a team that's trying to just make the playoffs for a second straight year that barely squeaked in last year and is playing in a conference that's only gotten tougher. So, yeah, they are over a barrel. Uh, other teams are absolutely aware of that and trying to take advantage of it. No yep. one's going to give them a, a sweetheart deal. And... There's only a certain number of teams that really would want to be in it anyway. I mean, I think for teams like we're in New York, right? So the Nets and the Knicks. Um, if the Knicks had a healthy Porzingis right now, and he were playing at a at a you know All Star ish level, mm-hmm. all right, Jimmy's the guy who who puts us back in the playoffs. Jimmy and, and Porzingis together, boom. Yeah, easy decision to make. Can I ask you a question? I'm about, not sure who you trade for him, but easy decision
0: to make. But and I had this conversation with Brian in terms of saying that with the Knicks, but is he the guy you want to pay maximum. Well, see that's the thing, right? No. right. So there's this whole <laughs> right. So there's this whole other thing. Jimmy's yeah.
2: Jimmy's age, the fact yeah. that he he does seem to be a little bit of a of a difficult guy to to incorporate for for good reasons, by the way. Like I admire the hell out of Jimmy in, in this regard. Like he's all about the right stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. He's about the right things. And when and when Kobe acts that way or when Jordan acts that way and they're they're kind of imperious and hard driving and everything, we just go like, ah, they're, you know, they're a man's man. This is leadership. (laughs) Um, Jimmy Butler does it. And all of a sudden everybody's like, whoa, hey, slow down, guy. You're 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 upsetting the youngins Um, because he hasn't accomplished as much. I guess True. This, I guess that's fair. why on their yes.
1: on their end of it. Not that I care. Yeah. No. <laughs> but. F-
2: fair. But like, I just want to stipulate: Jimmy is about the right things, yes. so I'm not going to hold that against him at, I'm, at I'm all. I'm with you on that. Yep. Um, but yeah, you have to you do have to take into account though the tensions that were present in Chicago and Minnesota. It's it's only fair and and reasonable to to take that into consideration. His age. A little bit of his injury history. The Mm -hmm. fact that he's played a bazillion minutes. Thibital miles. Over
1: 15,000, I think, for his career so far.
2: So those those are and things he didn't that even matter. Played that the first two seasons. And by the way, I'm not saying it's no brainer that like the Knicks should trade for him if Porzingis were healthy. And by the way, Porzingis isn't healthy, so it's a, it's an irrelevant uh, right. hypothetical. Right. I'm just saying I could see if you have the one star, the young star, and he's the guy who's the veteran star to put you over the top, especially after years of not making the playoffs. Okay, maybe I see that. For the Nets, it doesn't make any sense to me because they're they're starting Great. at ground zero and they've got you know the you know. 70-whatever million in cap room next summer. Yeah. Um, they've got a different plan. They can afford to, to – uh, you know, it's nice to have the one star in hand to attract the others, but it's better if that guy's 26 instead of 30. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So – there are, just, there are a lot of teams like that around the NBA where it's just like it's not the right time. I'm not even sure it makes sense for Miami to get him. by the way. Miami right now is somewhere mm, between – can we all agree Miami is somewhere between 6th and 8th in the East? Oh, absolutely. Maybe, Probably closer to the 8th. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. If the, that. Well, they but, were, but that's where the range they were in last year, right? We the were, bottom we, half of the playoff bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they get Jimmy Butler, they're still in the bottom half of the playoff, <laughs> playoff <laughs> bracket. Yep, <laughs> yep. Because they'll have yep. given up a couple of pieces, and they're not going to be – Jimmy Butler plus whatever's still left in Miami – is not going to be better than Milwaukee, is not going to be better than Indiana, is not going to probably be better than Washington, yep, unless Dwight than... really tears them down. Yeah. Um, so there's there. what's the point of the exercise? You're in the exact same place you were.
1: I think, I think with Miami, and look at what you would have to give up, right? There's Bam Adebayo, who would probably have to be part of that deal, who actually looks like he can be good. I was yep. very high on him coming out of Kentucky. Uh, Josh Richardson might have to be part of that deal. Would you have to include Hassan Whiteside because of the contract situation? I think, and 40, if, well, I think okay, I think
2: but, you want to because you want to get rid of You want to, but I don't think – But manager.
1: here's the thing. I don't think Minnesota does that, but no. we were talking about this the other day, and I think Miami's sort of logic is that with Pat Riley, you know, he's just an old dude who, like, every year he just wants to win, and we kind of see this all the time where – He doesn't really want to take the time to develop draft picks. He kind of just wants to go after it every single year, talking about getting a whale and Kevin Durant and things of that nature. So I guess this might be a whale for them if they were to get involved. And then with the Nets, I just – I don't think it makes any sense. Yeah, for I'm glad Nets.
0: Howard said that. I don't, I don't think it makes any sense for the Nets. No. We have a lot of Nets fans out there excited. They want this to happen, and Knicks fans, and a, a lot are of Nets fans that don't also. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it a lot of Knicks fans sense. that don't do you, also. Do you see? Do you see a team that this makes sense for? Because we kind of went through some teams. That's true. Is yeah.
2: there a team that this makes sense for, Howard? I mean, I'm not. I'm going to go back to something I, I alluded to like ten minutes ago, yeah. and I'm not saying that either of these teams necessarily have the goods to do it. Although, frankly, again, it, it's it's a. Uh, distressed situation so maybe he'll go for pennies on the dollar or at least for less than we think but um the two teams that i think make the most sense just conceptually forget the Mm -hmm. trade espn trade machine forget whether (laughs) to stop going to your salary sheets as i say this and whether they have the assets Uh, conceptually the two teams that make sense to me are milwaukee and and new orleans the Hmm. two teams that have these mvp knocking on the door mvp candidates in Giannis and anthony davis who have kind of maxed out a little bit with what they have, who have a difficult path forward in trying to they're not these are not destination cities. These are not places where the top free agents are gonna go. Mm, right. Um you have to make trades to get other guys in. You're capped out. Like Jimmy Butler and Giannis would be really good. Yes, Jimmy like Butler that. with Drew Holland and Anthony Davis would be really good. And so this yeah. is where you get to the part, well, how do you do it? I don't know. i like, am <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not saying I've got the trade to make right now. I'm just saying if you ask me where I would like to see him or where he actually makes sense, because that's the thing. Where he makes sense is where he's not necessarily the, uh, the number one, even though he wants to be the number one. I feel like he needs to be a co-number one or, or a, a number two, a really important number two. two. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to pull up the trade machine right now. Jeff. Don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Be like Howard. Um, stay away
2: from it. <laughs> but it but I already it's, did. It's, but those are, those are teams where he makes a difference and where they're at a different stage of development. They're already good, solid playoff teams that just need that other all-star to catapult them into contention. And so those are the teams that make sense. I don't think because of Jimmy's age and then the other things we've talked about, he's not the guy that like um, a team that's starting from scratch, uh, like the Nets, acquired to start building around. Right? Um, it, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I
0: mean, no, I'm, I'm 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 with you on that. You hear no, I've, you're the first person I've heard mention Milwaukee or New Orleans, and I think they would be good fits because I do agree with you that those teams in that area of development, it's perfect. He's a guy that could put them, I don't want to say over the top to win a championship, but closer to contention than they are now.
2: Right. Yeah, they become a le- legitimate part of the conversation, right? And Minnesota was the perfect fit a year ago in the sense that they had two young stars who weren't quite ready to lead that franchise where it needed to go and Jimmy was the older star veteran who we thought could complement and help raise them up and yeah, that made sense. So, but there aren't that many teams like that. All right. So, um you know, you start going through the list. Like, does it make sense for the Kings? No. Does it make sense for the Suns? Maybe, probably not. Mm. Um, the Spurs, maybe. Um, you know, I, what about what about Portland?
0: But they probably have to I, give a McCullough a little, I don't think right. they. Right? I don't
2: think they have enough to get that. Well, that's thing the thing. The P- Portland, it's, it's the that's the thing. It's it's going to cost you one of the two guards. And if you're ever going to break up that backcourt, you got to be really careful with what you get back. Like, yeah. you you better you do not do that. Like that's not a decision you can do the wrong way. You've got to make yeah. a, the exact right call there and get exactly what you need, and it should have some longevity to it. And so again, if you're worried about Jimmy's age and mileage, and injury history, that that could that that there's a little bit of risk there. Um, but that's the kind of bold move that I think that you know a team like that maybe needs to make, or maybe that Washington needs to make. Maybe it's you know, mm. maybe it's. Beal for Butler, Beal. you know, mm. I don't know. Uh, here, this is where we get in trouble because that's this is where everybody starts like going to everybody the trade to ha- machine or they start, you know, Howard oh, Beck I'm said, already there. Howard yeah. Beck said Beal for Butler. <laughs> yeah. Now, now yeah. real yeah. the Would the Bucks trade Chris Middleton? No, right? They don't, I don't I mean, think they want to. Well, listen, if you could keep Middleton and have Middleton, Butler, and Giannis, I like that. That I would like be that fantastic. Did, did but if you're Minnesota. Didn't
1: complete play together? Sure. Kinda, oh okay. yeah, yeah.
2: No, for sure. Uh, Butler, Butler, and Middleton can both guard twos and threes. Yep. Yeah, Giannis yeah, yeah. can can play one, one through, one through whatever. <laughs> right. If, right. If there were seventeen spots mm-hmm. spots in an NBA lineup, Giannis would play all of them um, at the same time. <laughs> at the same time. So the, I think the three of them would would be fantastic together. I do think though that if a trade, you know, the 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 hypothetical trade uh, with Butler going to Milwaukee, if you're Minnesota. You're asking for Middleton most likely. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah, I would th- you, you would thing, think there's so. Not, there's the not think, much to ask for off that roster is the problem. Yeah, I'm That's, looking at yeah. it
1: right now. The thing I don't like about the trade machine is you can't add picks. So then you kind of have to tweet it out and just be like, oh, and put a first-round pick here, and then it's like awkward. No. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I, stay, I, tend to, I tend to stay away from the trade Me machine. Me too, but it's just, you know, everybody screenshots their, hey, this works, and then they trade up, you know, and Karis there's... LeVert and, like, I don't know, Damari Cowell for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is probably
0: what the Timberwolves want, actually. <laughs> but yeah, who knows? All right, we're gonna t- we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk to Howard a little bit about who he thinks is gonna make the playoffs in each conference. Um, get his thoughts on what he thinks the Lakers could do this year and the Warriors. More of that coming back on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. It ain't hard to tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via T Public. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting T Public online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs and phone cases represent your favorite backpack broadcasting shows including the sports walk sideline stories and of course the ain't hard to tell podcast check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash backslash t dot backslash l-i-c backslash backpack get in the game with your official backpack broadcasting here today Welcome back to Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast. Dexter Henry Brian Fonseca and our guest back, friend of the podcast, senior. I'm making sure I say the title right this time. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we established that. Senior NBA writer of Bleacher Report. It is the great Howard Beck. He is back with us. He seems uncomfortable with the word great. Yeah. I'm The over on senior. Uh,
2: senior citizen is what I'm getting man. used to. So. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: See, that's not, that doesn't make me look forward to anything at all. <laughs> I already have certain people younger than me, like Brian, call me old, and that's a whole other thing. I don't call you old,
1: I just say things that make you feel old.
0: I've,
2: I've, that's true. Because, that when true. We,
0: because we'll
1: because we go back at things and be like, yo, I was six when that happened. And he'll be like, I was. I was
0: like, damn, I was starting college. I was 18. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that yeah. that's that. I'm sure you experienced a lot of well, that.
2: Well, I've told this story before that when yes. uh, I was covering the Lakers, when Derek Harper played one season there, the lockout season. Mm-hmm. And at that time, Harp was like the old head of the Lakers locker room. And I think he was maybe 34, 35 or something. Wait, Derek Harper or Ron Harper? Derek Harper. The god. Yeah. Ron Harper got there later, but Derek Harper yes. was there for for the lockout season, oh, and so wow. great dude. One of my one of the favorite guys I ever covered, Derek Harper, great guy. Um, but he was the old guy in the locker room, and I was just younger enough than than Derek Harper um, to <laughs> to when I would walk up to the locker room and say, "What's up, old man?" and I thought that was really funny. And Harp being a good, having a good sense of humor and being a good guy, would, like he just rolled with it. He wasn't like, you know, he, he wasn't going to snap back or anything. He was cool <laughs> with it. Um, and then uh, sometime years later, I realized I had Gotten well past the point where I was calling him old man, and I have since lapped that by a ton, and so yeah, I feel like now I feel that, like that
0: puts everything in perspective.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Harp. My my bad. For you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's
0: episode forty-four. We always like to pick a number for uh, an athlete. What episode? I pretty much know who. who I know who you're gonna pick. All right, but we're gonna give it. We're gonna give it to Howard. You have to pick one great. No, Ooh. we always like to ask our guests. We one. Great athlete, all number right. who should represent 44. Gonna,
1: who are you picking? I'm going to throw some names at you. Not all of them are equal, and you'll know why right they away. They are not all equal. So we're going to start the bidding with Sean Bradley. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can't say Sean Bradley without laughing. <laughs> no, you, you could no have, you like, your, the preface for this conversation <laughs> so could have true. been anything. And, like, we're going to start with Sean Bradley. We would have all laughed. <laughs> That's I so agree. true.
1: That's why Joe Budden was, uh, was mad that Jay-Z compared him to Sean Bradley in that disc record. Yes. Uh, Reggie Jackson. Mr. October, not the not Not the a bad yes. choice. <laughs> George Gervin.
2: Oh, that's a good one.
1: Chuck Hayes, my favorite free throw routine of all time. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? I do. Yeah, with the hitch. Oh, Rick Mahorn, Jerry West, Jason Bay. I just did that to mess with Dexter. Probably the worst Met signing ever. And Hank Aaron. That's who oh. I think you're going to pick.
0: Oh, that, you're wrong. You are actually list. wrong. Really? You're wrong on that. Really? List. You thought you... I was going to pick Hank Aaron. No, yeah. I'm actually not going to pick Hank Aaron. Okay, so you're going with George Gervin? No. Jerry West. Really? Yeah. Because the logo? No. I, Jerry West Jerry West was a bad man in his day. So was Hank Aaron. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, you know, I'm saying that. But I, I'm going basketball <laughs> over baseball. i basketball guys, So it's I'm bas- going to go with Jerry a basketball D- podcast, It's a basketball podcast, right? Yeah. Well, we do other stuff. Well, we, yeah uh, kind of. But I this mean, podcast is based <laughs> on basketball. Yeah. So you kind of have to go with the basketball guy. How are you going to have Howard Beck up here on a <laughs> basketball <laughs> I, podcast I do not go with the big, basketball person? Maybe
1: you're a big Hank Aaron fan. I no.
0: don't know. Howard, we're leaving it up to you. What do um, you think? Pressure's on.
2: No, that is a lot of pressure. Um, also, I'd never want the logo mad at me because, like, he's one of the few people who, like, I, I'm actually scared of. Like, you know, Jerry West is an intimidating presence. Jerry West can listen to this podcast, so and Howard be- sees him in some event, <laughs> like the
0: All-Star Games, and he's like, Howard, you know, 44, you didn't b- pick me? Before really? seriously? Be-
1: before I wouldn't have said – I would have yeah. said he'll never listen to this, but at the way we're moving – you, I mean, never, you, I, know, you, you never know. You never know. You never so, know. So uh, I take uh, I take it that uh, you with Jerry um,
2: West. Jerry West is, out of it was, fear is and respect. I was at so last night. I was at the uh, uh, there was a, a, a preview premiere of Basketball: A Love Story, the great film oh. by Dan Clores that is now rolling out soon on ESPN. It's okay. Twenty hours over ten I saw nights. You posting about that. Um, yeah. yeah. And Adam Silver. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. And Adam Silver. <laughs> it's 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 going to be an absolutely phenomenal. I've only seen you know this this two hour segment of it that, from the premiere last night. Um, I played a tiny, tiny role in this. I was one of many people that were drafted to help do some of the interviews. Okay. So, um, so, But I, I know how great this thing is going to be, and I've seen enough of it to know how great it's going to be. And so I bring that up because among the scenes last night um, was uh, was you know, a lot of George Gervin, some Jerry West in there. Mm, but Gervin is the most delightful, one of the most delightful personalities in the history of the NBA. I've only spoken with him once or twice, Um the man is just, he's got this infectious laugh. He's funny <laughs> yeah. as hell. He is war- He's, he's warm. He's got this charisma about him. Like he's just, there's something about George Gervin just pops that I wish, like, you know, you always think about uh, guys you would have loved to have covered games. You would have liked to have mm. been at, um, man, it would have been fun to have like actually seen him up close back in the day and, and, and cover him. Um, so with all due respect to the logo, uh, who I, you know, covered early in my career when I was a Laker beat writer, everything else. Um, Gervin and with the reminder last night of a lot of the the footage of him and going for the scoring title and everything and that whole story like um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna we're go going with, with Gervin, Gervin for it. the sake of this you know
0: what we're going with Gervin okay because Howard's because Howard and I also did interview Gervin myself really and he, yes this I don't uh, know. and it was like an NBA fit uh, event that he did okay a couple of, really nice guy great yeah. energy yeah um, and felt that, the same that way. L- and that laugh, that laugh right? yeah he was just oh man he was he was into it was, it was for kids and I was there I was doing stuff for News 12 and okay. he just. Really was into it with the kids. Really good guy. So I felt that same energy Plus, too. He's the Iceman. He's the Iceman, which is a great nickname. It's a great, great nickname. He had, he had that, that, that yeah.
2: awesome poster from back in the day. Yeah. You know. Uh, it, now when we do our artwork Matt who does our artwork He's going to have to put The
0: Iceman on there With George Gervin you yeah, know, like Thumbnail artwork. I'm going to text him George Gervin There right we now. go So we have This is the George Gervin episode See you All thought right. I was going to pick Hank Aaron Alright moving I on I swear you was you like, spoke... I was 99.9% See, You don't,
1: know me, like you don't know me like that
0: Barely not You don't know Barely me not. You don't know how Wait, like <laughs> Wait till we get to 45 Wait till we get to 45 where yeah, I try what's... to
1: convince you To push Sean Bradley again That's not going to happen <laughs> He wore it with the Nets That's not
0: going to happen That's even worse That makes me laugh even more Can we rank
2: Sean Bradley's no, you wanna, yeah, should, let's, let's not waste Yeah, he's time. like, let's not waste time. Because oh, you, 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 you know I'll do
0: it. Yes, you will. <laughs> you spoke about Jerry West and the Lakers, uh, Howard. Well, we talked a little bit about the Lakers before. Obviously, LeBron going there. You, it's kind of ho hum. People kind of expected that in, uh, a, way, yeah. in a way. But yeah. LeBron is there now, and they don't have another star, and it's a very interesting group of guys on this roster. What do you think they can do this season? Like, what do you see the ceiling of the Lakers being this season?
2: I think the ceiling is. is- top four in the West, but I also don't expect them to get there. I think they're more like somewhere in that fifth, sixth range, Mm. um, high 40 win total. I think 50 would probably be pushing it. Uh, I it's, and here's the thing, like basic rule of thumb in the NBA. Like you never get bet against the Spurs. You never bet against LeBron. Um, If LeBron James is on your team, you're making the playoffs. That's that's just automatic. I know he's in the West now. I know the West is really tough. I know they got kind of a weird roster, kind of, Um, (laughs) but uh, he's LeBron freaking James. The guy's still playing at an MVP level, and. That counts for a ton, and you can never underestimate the impact that has on all the guys around him. And that you know, when you have a guy like him, you could you could look at the rest of that roster and go, I, I don't understand. Does this make sense? Like Rondo and Lonzo, and you know, and, and Beasley and, and, and McGee and, and, and Lance, and what? I don't understand how this all fits. Guess what? When you have LeBron, stuff makes a lot more sense, and we won't know it till we actually sure. see it unfold on the court. But if you had taken a lot of those Cleveland rosters, especially the last one or the one from 2007, Ooh. then you would have said, well, this team doesn't make sense either. Now, granted, without the, the volatile personalities or the big personalities, but I just having LeBron James with everything that he does at an incredibly high level, and because of the way he gets people in the right places and makes the most out of them um, as a facilitator, everything makes more sense when you've got him as, as the focal point. So um, – I have confidence that they will figure out how to deploy all of these disparate pieces and, and personalities. They will be a playoff team. How far they can go without mm-hmm. a true second star is the question. And then the, the 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 caveat to that is, well maybe the true second star is Brandon Ingram. Maybe yeah. it's not about having not gotten Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. Maybe Brandon Ingram as LeBron's wingman all of a sudden takes that leap. Absolutely possible. Um, maybe it's Lonzo Ball, and I, I understand. Listen, you know, if LeBron's got the ball in his hands all the time, how does how do you get the most out of Lonzo? Again, they'll figure it out LeBron can certainly thrive off the ball as well. He and Dwayne Wade certainly figured it out a few years back. Um, so something else may emerge there that makes them better than what we than we could possibly assess them right now on September twenty eighth or whatever this is. There's a long way to, there's um, a long way to go. Yeah. yeah. I was
1: actually thinking Brandon Ingram too, because like look think about what LeBron could do for him and make him sort of that twenty point scorer, make him that other star that he needs there. Before they get, inevitably, Anthony Davis. Uh, <laughs> don't or, do it. Don't or, start the hype train, Or man. Kevin Dur- He's Rich Paul is his agent now. <laughs> I mean, like, when I saw that, I'm like, come on. <laughs> uh, I'm not, not going to go down there. I'm um, not going to go down there.
0: The Warriors, you kind of touched on this before, Howard. Is there anything that could stop them other than injury?
2: <laughs> no, I, I, it's to me, it's it's still the same as it's been for the last couple of years. It's, you know, age, injury, boredom. You know, Are you bored? You know, <laughs> Are we, you bored of them? Well, we can all be bored as long as they're not I mean, as bored. As long as they're not. Right? Um, yeah. I, I just I don't I don't see it. Like, somebody has to seriously degrade. And listen, that can happen, and, and nobody wishes it on them, and nobody predicts it. But the reason that teams don't generally go to four straight finals, I mean, I, I've, I've po- I had to point this out a couple times in the last few years because I think everybody's gotten too accustomed to the idea that this is normal. Four straight finals is not normal, folks. No. It hadn't happened since the 60s uh, until this run where the, the Warriors and Cavs did it simultaneously. And granted, before that, Miami did it. But all of this is abnormal. If you roll back to before 2010, before mm-hmm. the, uh, the the big three came together in Miami, you'd have to go back an awful long way to find teams that went, you know, even three straight finals was tough, four was out of the question. The Warriors are now trying for five. Five, five mm. straight finals. There's, that, that's a lot of extra games. It's a lot of extra mileage. Um, they haven't done a lot to refresh the roster along the way. I always point to the Bulls of the '90s. That yeah, Jordan and Pippen won six titles in eight years together. Right. Right. And the two years off were you know when Jordan had had taken off for a bit. Um, six titles in eight years, but around them everything changed. Like yep. the the first cast around Pippen and, and Jordan. And the second cat, they were different teams, yep. and that mattered. And if you if you ask Phil Jackson or you ask Jordan and Pippen about it, that mattered a lot. Um, Steve Kerr has talked about it too. He was obviously part of the second three peat. And what the Warriors have is a core group of not just uh, you know Curry, Clay, and uh, Draymond, the three stars who've been there from the beginning, but Sean Livingston and, and Andre Godala. Like that 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 five man core has been there from the beginning. And you know Igadala, we've seen the mileage and the, the years start to take a toll on him. Um, all even even the guys who are younger, you know, look they're they're all hitting, getting close to thirty or, or hitting that uh, uh, soon. Um, so you don't you can't predict when this catches up to a team, and right. and that to me is the, is the big wild card. Do the Warriors still have on paper more talent than anybody? Yes. That was that was true when uh, they clinched in June. It's still true today. And again, irrespective of Cousins. Um, but the question is, is is the unknown. And, you know, um, and also, by the way, like the Rockets, I don't want to underestimate what they did last year, getting the Warriors to a Game 7. Right. And I know, you yeah, look, there's the if Chris Paul had been healthy hypothetical. Well, if Iguodala had been healthy, there's the counter there. Yeah. And also the Rockets absolutely maxed out with what they had. And Chris Paul's another year older. You talk about the the wild cards that we think about in these discussions. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul's at that stage where you don't know. Guards, especially smaller guards, one day you wake up and you're just, you just don't have it anymore. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's going to happen to Chris Paul today or tomorrow or this season, but you just don't know. And he's missed a lot of games too. So um, I don't know if the Rockets can replicate what they did last season. And when you brought in Carmelo, a very different player, for the, the loss of Brian's smiling there of you know you you lost a reason Bahamuta you bring in Carmelo it's a different thing so um they're that's not that's a nice way of putting it they're not the same team
0: what are your thoughts on Carmelo Brian no I'm just it's a different thing oh I agree. okay I, I just I didn't know if you had something to add to Howard there that's why I was just like Howard is there any team Carmelo's
2: just like one of those landmine words like you throw the word Carmelo out and all of a sudden we could be like a like and <laughs> that
0: that is so true. All right. <laughs> so, mo- so moving on. Moving on um I, I don't know if you how you guys feel about it. Are there any teams you think that can surprise? We kind of saw that with Utah last year. I think Utah is better than a lot of people give them credit for. They're so good defensively. Um, I like watching them on League Pass. I found myself enjoying watching them a lot last year. Um, Do you think there's any team that could surprise
2: people, maybe come out of nowhere this year? I mean, Utah can't surprise us again, but I do think that they at least they're in the conversation to make the conference finals. Okay, like if Utah makes the conference finals, people will be surprised. But I think I wouldn't be. But I understand what right. you're I would. Yeah. I, right. I think I would
1: because um, I, I, I'm probably uh, I'm probably going Lakers and Warriors that far. Wow, just because my right. faith in LeBron
2: so, is just you know. But go ahead, Howard. <laughs> I want to hear why why um, you
0: think why you think they get.
2: So well, so the Jazz. You know, look, they, they and and again. Rudy Gobert's injury history is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when healthy, that team was playing. I, I can't remember what the win pace was, but it was really, <laughs> it was really high. They, yes. did, they they had a great season despite Rudy missing whatever it was a month and a half. Um, <clears throat> so they've got this this same core group coming back. Donovan Mitchell is, I, I, I believe, only going to get better. I think is a reasonable assumption. They should have a full year of Dante Exum now, who I think is a really mm. uh, could be a really important. I like that them. signing,
0: re I should say. Yeah, yes.
2: no, ex, Exum could be a really. Great piece for them uh, because of all that he can do, to guard multiple positions. He's yep. really long. He can put the ball on the floor. Ex- Exum could be a great axe. Like he's the kind of guy that people are overlooking already. Like they're not even thinking about him when they when they assess how good that team can be. Yeah. Um, and you know the teams that are in that same you know uh, strata of the West. Houston, as we talked about, you know, maybe they, I think they've already peaked. They're not they're not hitting sixty five wins again. They're going to slip back a little bit. Oklahoma's a little iffy right now because Russell Westbrook just had knee surgery again, mm. um, and you know, and they were good but not great a year ago. Like they were they were solid, but like. I, I don't know what the Thunder are doing to to take that next step either. So like the path is open. Like the best case scenario for the Lakers, Brian, I, it's not crazy. I've, I've heard. I think I think, of, I think I think it was Griff who was on my David Griffin on my podcast. I think right. said he thought mm. he could see the Lakers making a deep run. So all of the all of what you just
1: said is pretty much why I have them going to the conference finals because I don't think Houston's going to be better than they were last year because I think. Probably not now, but somewhere during this monster contract Chris Paul just got, he's really going to take a step back.
2: Yeah, and probably not now, but eventually. Probably (laughs) not now,
1: but maybe next year, maybe, Or you know, God forbid this doesn't happen, but he may get hurt again because it's (laughs) happened in recent years. Uh, And obviously Carmelo, I don't think, makes them better
0: than they were last year. <laughs> and, no, I, 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 the way you're looking no, at yeah, me. <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about the Carmelo thing. I don't know how you feel, Howard. I think he could. I have this feeling he's gonna probably have a better season than he did in OKC. But my concerns, so. that, my concerns with Houston are, I probably they on probably I think they got worse defensively when you lose uh, Ariza, when you lose Mbamute Bob yeah. um, And Oklahoma, I uh, mean,
1: they're I, I, pretty. Yeah. Other than other than that, mostly the same team.
2: Yeah. Switch Schroeder, you know, I mean, swapping for Mellow, sure, right? And and sh- uh, the Schroeder sign or acquisition all of a sudden becomes that much more important now that Westbrook is like recovering from knee yeah. surgery, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, like, oh wow, that you know, it, but, before it, you were thinking it was a nice pickup, now it's like now he's he might be essential. for he, a bit. And
1: that's that's the thing with Westbrook is that at some point he's another one. He can't play that same. No. this year he'll probably His, he'll probably be okay, it, but yeah. he can't play this same way for another. Two, three, four, five years. It was my fear with Derrick Rose long ago, and he ended up evaporating faster
0: than Russell Westbrook. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Howard, with that all that being said, uh, well, let's get to you. I know you have you probably have some playoff teams. Uh, who do you think is gonna? Let's start with the Western Conference first because we talked about how tough that is. Yeah, who who's in? Who's out? You give me your eight that's in. Who do you think's in for the for the Western? I'm Conference?
2: gonna stick with the list that I made when uh, for my podcast with Ben Goliver. Staying uh, true to your word. I, okay. I, I, well, not flip flopping. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna veer <laughs> and nothing has really changed. Like the Jimmy Butler situation is what it is. But I already right. had, I had Minnesota out anyway, mm-hmm. even before that that. Uh, Cropped up so, um, more or less in this order: Warriors, Rockets, Jazz, Thunder. That's the top four. Top four. Okay, and then I go Pelicans, Lakers, Spurs, Nuggets. Um, mm. And so just missing, uh, or, or just you know on the other side of that line, uh, you know the, the teams that are you know, in contention but gonna just miss. That would leave Minnesota and Portland. Um, I don't feel great about that with Portland in particular. Mm. I I feel like you know there there's still a chance they make it, and maybe. You know, somebody underachieves. You know, maybe Denver doesn't make that next step that we're expecting them to take. Mm. But, you know, they were right there. Obviously, it went down to the last night last of the night season. Last season, yep. um, But I think Denver's in. And, look, I'm a little soft on the Spurs. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I understand they, they had a really good season without Kawhi playing most of it. And so, just adding in DeMar DeRozan, you say, well, that's already a plus. Yeah, maybe. But maybe. Danny Green was kind of important to them. And Tony Parker's gone. And I know he wasn't contributing a lot in the box score anymore. But, like, Manu's gone. It's, it's it's a different team now. Like Real it's, it's just team. I agree the chemistry of that team, and and again it's the Spurs. As I said earlier in the podcast, never bet against the Spurs. Like never count out <laughs> any team that pops. Yeah, I'm coaching. scared to bet against them. Um, like the Patriots. But I, I'm just saying, like right now, I've got them like ish in the West. But you're not solid strong on. That. I wouldn't I wouldn't put money on them making the playoffs just because there's enough change there that uh, that I I don't think we really know truly who they are right now.
0: You, I just want to ask one question. You talked about Dallas being better. Do you see them, I, I say, sort of upsetting the apple cart in some way in the fact that maybe they're in playoff contention until the last couple of weeks of the season, or are they not that good yeah. and they're kind of like a thirty. 30- Three thirty-five win team.
2: They're going to be like a really fun mid-thirty win team. Okay. Like I could see them being thirty-five, even thirty-seven wins or something. Carlisle coaches ass off because that's what Carlisle does, right? Um, and you know, Luca, if he's if he's as good as we think from day one, um, it, they got to have health and all the other things because they don't have any depth at all. Um, but that starting five, the, their ideal starting five of you know Dennis Smith Jr., West Matthews, uh, Luca, Harrison Barnes, DeAndre Jordan. And then Dirk the Legend coming off the bench as uh in the sixth man of the it's year not bad. uh campaign. No, it's it, it's like, not bad at all. It, it it it's it's solid. Like I say, the, the, the starting five at least I like and I could see potential in. Um, but there's not enough depth no. there to really bank on them making a playoff push. Um uh, but they'll be fun and they'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think they will be interesting. Do you have uh, eight? from the west. It's funny cuz my 8 is pretty much is literally the same as Howard. Um Mine I don't so. I don't have anything different. I had Portland Minnesota out. I had Minnesota out before the Jimmy. Well, once we knew there was problems there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like that's this is not going to work well. So yeah. my 8 are the same. Uh, I think I have the Lakers a little bit higher. Like, I think you had them six, and I had them. I have them with five. Mm-hmm. It's really semantics when you're coming four. there, right? Um, it's, yeah, right, some,
2: right. and and is. and and again, when people start listening to these and they start thinking, "Oh, you've got this team too low," to like. The the great like the great the, the, the gradations of difference in the Western Conference standings last year. Yeah. Like again, the like three games or something that, like that, right? So, yeah, yeah. so three through six or four through seven or whatever could all be very close together anyway. Right. So it's only gonna take a couple wins here or there for teams to like for that to reshuffle. It's really more important about like who do you think is really that top tier, the top four and bottom four.
0: Yeah. And I think we we agree, I think it seems like we all agree on the, on that top four, and I'm very high in Utah. As you are in that, I wouldn't shock me if Utah made it to the conference finals. I I would not be surprised with them because I just think they've been, I think Quinn Snyder's done a tremendous job. And they've been trending in the right direction the last couple of years, and I get it. Nobody really wants to probably watch Utah play on League Pass, but I enjoy, you know, <laughs> well they will now because Donovan Mitchell's actually, yeah, very I fun I enjoy watch. watching him play. He's
2: he's a blast to watch, and plus, like that team, if you like. A certain brand of basketball where the ball moves and guys just make smart cuts and smart passes and whatever. Like that team's a lot of fun in that regard, and it's it's not just Donovan Mitchell. It's it's Joe Ingles, Um, very good role player. Yeah, and and you know Dante Exum's going to be part of that mix now again. Like there's just they they just have good solid basketball players who work really well together. Um, And one guy who's a great offensive engine in Mitchell, and one guy who's a phenomenal defensive anchor in Gobert. Gobert. It's you know it, they're, it, they're that's one of those teams that suffers from being called the Utah Jazz like <laughs> that's true. if if, that's if, so if, true. if if you took that roster and put it in New York Knicks fans would be going nuts about how awesome they were and everybody Nigeria. else would be like, like it, it, it sometimes this is Infection about with perception with the, <laughs> perception of where you play and, and market and the all the that stuff yeah, no, i agree with that there's nothing there's nothing dull about the jazz right. then <laughs> in the, then in the east i mean there's
1: pretty much like the same six i feel like there's six gi- givens right mm-hmm. so you have boston you have toronto you have philly who yep. we mentioned uh, I feel like Milwaukee's a given. I think everyone thinks Indiana's going to go back there, uh, and then Washington, I guess, is also a given. Just I think given, those are your locks, given on the talent alone. But then that's where it gets interesting, or
0: or, or really. does it? Or does or is it? Or is it really interesting? But you know <laughs> what I mean. Like
1: you, you pretty much have the rest of the nine, probably eight, because Atlanta is going to be bad this year. Like I think Atlanta's going to be very bad. But other than that, you have two spots left for you know Miami, well, for- Detroit, Brooklyn. Maybe the Knicks if Kevin Knox No, Hux that's is, not going to happen. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to hype uh, you uh, up. No, you're not going to get that out of me. <laughs> um, before,
0: we, before we get to that in are eight, you spent some time recently uh, in Boston. Yeah. And I think a lot of people of Boston as the favorites in this conference. Um, how good do you think they can be? Are they in that, are we talking about 65 wins? Howard, is that realistic for the Celtics fans out there?
2: I, I try to be all about like nuance and not getting carried away. But I'm so all in on the Celtics. uh, I do think they're a 65 win team. Okay, Um, and that's look that's given health, right? Gordon Hayward has to be Gordon Hayward again. He just missed an entire year, Mm -hmm. so that's that's a a bit of an asterisk there, a caveat we got to see. Kyrie's coming back from knee surgery, but of of what I saw of a couple of training camp practices, Kyrie looks phenomenal. So I'm not worried about him at all. I mean, they got to stay healthy, right? Yeah. But you expect. Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, and Al Horford—these three all-stars who are perennial stars—we already know who they are. If they just are the same, and Jason Tatum played like a star last season, and he's only getting better, and Jalen Brown is only getting better, and Terry Rozier was fantastic filling in for Kyrie that mm-hmm. last couple of months, and now he's going to be in this super sub role. Um, you got you know Marcus Smart coming off the bench, Marcus Morris coming off the bench. Like they just, the Celtics one through ten are. As as good as anyone, Um, and just in terms of depth, I'm not saying that that makes them as good as like the Warriors when you talk about their one through four. Although, you know, uh, it's tempting just to to look at it that way, right? It is. Yeah. Um, The Celtics uh, have phenomenal talent and depth, um, a nice mix of vets and youth, a phenomenal coach. Um, the momentum of having you know been to a game seven against LeBron last year without their t- arguably two best players, like I think I feel like it's hard to overestimate them right now. It, it's hard to overstate how good they should be. And the only thing the, you know, the caveats going to that aside from health, there's a chemistry thing there, right? Like you got to reshuffle the minutes, and like yep. okay, if you've got all these stars and guys who are on the verge of stardom. Can you keep everyone happy? But they've got a pretty good vibe there. Like, I I feel like that team genuinely all likes each other, pulls together, is Hmm. pulling in the right direction. I don't see, you know, once you get to, like, a couple years in with young stars, that's when the individual agendas can start to grind against each other. But right now, it's still early enough that I feel like those things will, will be held in check. I don't... I don't expect that issue. Um, And then, you know, you're looking at, like, Philly, which maybe took a step back because they lost two key shooters Mm -hmm. off the bench and didn't really replace them. And Toronto, look, they won 59 games, best in the East, and swapped out DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard, who is better than DeMar DeRozan when both guys are healthy. But, again, we didn't see Kawhi for most of last season. We don't really know what, you know, kind of shape he's in, whether he's still himself, whether he's truly engaged and invested. Kyle Lowry, um, I think he's going to talk today, but he didn't talk the first couple of days of training. He's camp. not
0: happy derozan is gone. That was his boy. Yeah. He's so, not happy like, about mm. that.
2: By the way, that kind of matters. Like, Kyle Lowry's like, that's your rock on, on, on that franchise. And if he's not happy and he's been out of shape that De- DeMar got traded, um, also another guy who I hate to keep like bringing this up. It makes us uh, like I'm, I'm putting all these guys in the grave, but like, Uh-oh. Kyle Lowry's another guy who's on that verge age, oh, age and true. mileage wise, who, yeah. you know, as a guard who is, who is you know played a physical style and logged a lot of minutes you don't know you know which year he's going to start to truly degrade so um I'm just I'm not as certain about what Toronto is because of of the dramatic changes that have been made and because of all the the, uh, unknowns about Kawhi so we'll see they might be the best team in the east but right now to me it's Boston and I think Boston can win 65 games
0: what, all right. To go to what Brian said, Brian had his locks of, of six. What what do you what do you have?
2: It's I mean it's, it's really the same. I mean it's Boston, Toronto, Philly, and Philly, Toronto. I can flip in either order yep. depending on on all those those variables. I think Indiana's the fourth best team in the East right now. Um, I've even heard people say you they have them ahead of Milwaukee. Yes. Okay. Uh, I've 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 heard people uh, put Indiana. These are NBA people put Indiana in the top three. Like they they think they could actually like knock out one of the other. They might leapfrog Philly if Philly sl- slips a little. I'd like to see that. Um, Milwaukee,
1: yo, know, Philly's more entertaining.
2: Philly's definitely more entertaining. <laughs> um, Mil, Mil Milwaukee's right after them, uh, right after that group. Milwaukee, I'm, I'm slotting them fifth right now. But you know, that's another one where okay, they didn't add any major talent. They no. lost they lost Jabari, which might have been addition by subtraction because I don't think the chemistry Agreed. was good. Um, they they added Brooke Lopez, who you know. We all know what Brooke Lopez can do, but I, I think he's a tough fit in today's NBA because he's you know an old school plotting big man. But he does shoot the three, he can protect the rim. Buttonholzer will find ways to to creatively deploy him. But mm-hmm. he but if that's your major pickup of the off season, you haven't really moved forward in personnel. They also um,
0: signed. Was it was Ilya. Sol- they signed. They br- they brought back Ilya Silver, right? Yes, that was one. Of yeah, the which sides.
2: is a nice pickup too. Uh, and mm-hmm. Budenholzer will make a difference, right? Like he's a he's a, a, a top tier coach. He will make a difference. How big of a difference? Three wins, five wins, seven. I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the talent is is the same as it's been in terms of personnel. So I don't know how how far you can get because ultimately in this league, no matter how good your coach is, it's really about how many stars you got. So amen to that. Um, so they're right there. Washington after them, and then yeah. This, the 7th, 8th, Miami by default is in there, as we, we, we kind of alluded to earlier. And so there's one, <coughs> there's one spot open, and I feel like it's, the, it's Detroit by default because there's nothing about Charlotte that screams playoff team to me. No. Um, Orlando's not ready. Nets. The, the Hawks don't want to be good yet. No. Yeah. The The Nets will try their damnedest, and somehow if they actually landed there, it wouldn't surprise me just because that team, like, overachievement is now, like, w- like somewhere in the brand, right? Like, it's like Brooklyn overachievement <laughs> Nets or whatever. Like See, I think- They should just, I like, think... subtly put that in, like, somebody's in smaller- got pay- Somebody's got to pay for that. Like Something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I
1: objectively think that they- And I'm not a Net fan. I just covered them. Just full disclosure. But-, but... Uh, I objectively think they could make the playoffs just because I'm not so sure about Miami just because, like, unless they – if they get Jimmy Butler, things can change. But with Hassan Whiteside there and still kind of trying to – still trying that out, then you still have, you know, Deion Waiters, Bam, Josh Richardson. Like, I don't know if that's so much better than Brooklyn at their peak. You know what I mean? If D'Angelo Russell – is D'Angelo Russell stays healthy. He's probably an all-star level player in the East. He was already on his way to becoming that last year when he was averaging 21-6 before the injury, even though he had four, t- four turno- turnovers a game. And everybody in training camp, the big talk is Karis LeVert. Yeah. Everybody's saying that he's unguardable. He's got uh, so much Everybody better. says that at this time of that's year. Every, that's every year. Everybody's but lost weight. Improved the, something yeah, to the game. Yeah. Unguardable. Gain so weight I- also in the case of Deion Waiters, unfortunately. <laughs> no, but he was coming back from an ankle injury. But with Karis LeVert, I mean, what's what's his next step? Averaging, what, 18 points, six assists at his peak? Is that something he could reach this year? Because he's going to be I don't 24. know, but I,
0: I guess we'd have to ask how. Is that, an, is that enough to, if that happened, is that enough that makes Brooklyn interesting in the conversation for the last or last two playoff spots in the East? Like, is that race even interesting? At the end of the year, when you put on league pass, are you going to want to watch that Detroit-Charlotte battle? It, it, that? it
1: is if it's a young team, though. Orlando. That's the thing. With 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 Brooklyn, it could be interesting. If the Knicks were somehow to overachieve to that level, I feel like it can be interesting. But with Detroit, they're kind of in that situation like what you were talking about earlier. I mean, what's the next step? If you have Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin, what's after they're that? They're in NBA Purgatory. Yeah. How Pursuit much yeah. yeah, they're they're in like the worst situ they're in the middle. Yeah. They're in the worst situation possible. The Nets. Are at least ascending. The Knicks are at least ascending. With Miami, I'm not sure they're in a great situation well, either.
2: But but Miami's got like a, a good solid group. First of all, when we talk about teams that we know are going to be great just because of who's leading them, like Eric Spolster has never let that team slip. That's right. True. He has gotten everything possible out of That's that, that team. And they have not, you know, it's not spectacular young talent, but they have good, solid young talent between Richardson and Tyler Johnson and, Bam. you know, Justice Winslow, Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Um, I think Goran Dragic is, is perennially underrated, and he, he did make the All-Stars, like, what was it, like after the, like, the third replacement he third finally placement. got in? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but Dragic is a really good point guard. Yeah. Like, yes. like, the guy was All-NBA third team, like, three years ago or so. Like, so there's, there's more established, solid, reliable talent there and a bit of a bench that gives them an advantage over detroit or charlotte or the nets or or the magic or anybody else that we're trying to figure out can make an eighth so like to me um miami is in okay. I, I don't i don't have much doubt about that unless something crazy happens something implodes um it's 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 that eighth With spot the sonic could. yeah <laughs> <potentially>. <laughs> but so it's the eighth spot that's open and like you know we haven't seen a full season of Reggie Jackson, Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, right yeah, sure. as their core and you know, I think we just kind of presume that that group will be good enough we in just... a week in a week east to to take the 8th seed but like I I would not put any money at all on that like they, the Pistons um it's like I said it's by default that you put them in the 8th spot mostly because I can't sell myself on anybody else. Like if you said, if you were to tell me, Brian, that that the nets end up there, I'd be like, wow, they had a spectacular year and got to like 38 wins. I was going to say 37, 38 in a year. Like that happens in the East, right? Teams make the playoffs at 38. Yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, not, not entirely crazy. I, I, I believe in Karis Levert actually. I'm like, I'm on the Levert train. Um, I'm not sure about D'Angelo Russell if I agree. he's if he's really going to be a, a perennial All Star type, um, yeah. or if he's just a numbers guy. I think the jury is still out on him. I think the whole league feels that way I think about it. We'll him. find out this year. We'll find I'm out. If, have to. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, and they've got a lot of intriguing pieces, but like there isn't that there's there's no one to really say like All right, this is who our we're built around. This is our engine. This is the guy that night in night out we're relying on and makes everything else make sense. Like they're not that team yet, and so I'm not. I, I wouldn't bank on that. The one thing I will say. Yeah. I think the Knicks are 14th in the in the East. <laughs> I, like, I keep looking at that roster. If Porzingis doesn't come back until late in the season, which I think is the likelihood, yep, that, I think you should sit they're, out. they're 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 terrible. Like they're <laughs> like I like the the Hawks. <laughs> The Hawks are the only <laughs> team I can bet on being worse than the Knicks. I just pointed at Dexter. Well, <laughs> look,
0: Howard knows. Howard knows I'm a Knicks fan group. A Knick fan, and they, I have a, they, they I have a question. I'm not I'm
2: not doing it
0: by the no, way to pile how, on. Howard, we've had
2: many conversations about that, Knicks. And
0: no, it's not piling on. I think they're going to be terrible, well, too. You, you want them to be they terrible should be. because they have they their should. own pick. They, they need, yeah. they need I another
2: lottery think, pick. I think, I think know they actually what?
0: did a good job with Knox. I think Knox is going to be fine. We'll see. I think he's going to be
1: good. I think he's going to be all-rookie first team, probably. And I think that most
0: rational Nick fans want them to tank this season. I, I, yeah. It's not even, you know what it is. It's not even about tanking. I just you want watch. RJ Barrett. I'm not worried about the wins and losses. I'm just watching to see if players can develop. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. what I'm watching for. And, and, just, and
2: that's all last season should have been about. And instead, they kept trying to play Jarrett Jack and and like it yeah. was like last season was such a waste to me of of, of like listen. Your your future is is Nikola Kina and these other young players yeah. just and Porzingis just like just go with those guys. Yes. And then, you know, look, Porzingis you said goes, that when you came in the podcast. So just play I, I, I asked yeah, you about that. Play. Yeah, yeah. And, and Porzingis yeah. went down, and it's terrible. And you know there is no history of seven three guys coming back from ACL, so we don't know what it's going to look like or, or what he'll be like when he gets back. Um, and so you know we'll we'll see. But and, as we sit here on the verge of October, trying to figure mm-hmm. out who the Knicks are as the season starts, you have to assume no Porzingis for the foreseeable future. And if that being the case, there's no one on that roster you point to and say, okay, yeah. this is what's getting them to, you know, 30 wins or something. I, I just, I don't see it. I don't see it It's, a, see it it's a really yeah. bad roster right now with with promise, right? Like, I, wanna, I don't want to, like, that's not to dismiss yeah. Neil Kina's development mm-hmm. or what Knox could become mm-hmm. um or anyone else. It's more to say that as they are right now, and, and we all know this, like, it's very rare for a rookie, and this is the worst time to be saying this statement, but it's it's historically true. just wasn't true last year. It's really <laughs> rare for a rookie to come in and lead a team to the playoffs. Yes. Right. Coming after Donovan um, Mitchell. Right? Except for Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons and Jason Tatum. But, <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, it never happened. No, but like if you were to start before last season, yes. like, that was yeah. an axiom that was true with the NBA. Yep. Very, very rare. We had a, some, it happened to have a year where three guys on three different teams played – Pivotal roles. And Tatum, a little bit different. He wasn't the engine of that team, but he was an important uh, piece of it. Ben Simmons was a second-year rookie in a way. Donovan Mitchell was just like – and also Donovan Mitchell joined a a very veteran-established group. Yes. Um, So while those were all unexpected and while those guys kind of counter that axiom, the axiom in general historically has held that in the modern NBA, when guys are coming in at 19 years old and and one-and-dones, they're not ready to lead you anywhere. Um, and so I'm not expecting that Kevin Knox is going to somehow lead the Knicks of the playoffs in year one.
0: Thank, thank, you for tempering the yeah. expectations, Knicks fan. I know we got to we got to wrap it up. Yeah, real quick because we got to wrap. up. We didn't
1: mention the Bulls, and I think they could be not maybe not in that mix, but they could be interesting
2: if Jabari Parker if
1: Jabari Parker shows something. <laughs> so I, go ahead,
2: Howard. <laughs> when, when, I, I had, when I had um, when when Gulliver and I talked about this on the, on my podcast. Uh, I, I actually made the case for why Chicago could be this, like, fun surprise team because there's just enough talent there. Like, like when Chris Dunn was healthy last year, he was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And we know what Zach Levine can be when he's healthy. And Larry Markkinen has been great so far and, and showing a, you know, a ton of promise. And they, they've added Jabari into this mix. And they got Wendell Carter Jr. Who I liked, um, And so there's just a, enough intrigue there and enough talent that you think, well— Maybe it all just kind of comes together, and that team makes a huge leap. Maybe they grab the eighth seed, and then uh, I ran that all by uh, a, a team executive recently, who was like, "Yeah, no, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't agreed that." That's at like, my it. reaction to Cleveland yeah. to Tristan Thompson. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it, it was it was kind of the, the 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 you know look the the fact is like Zach Levine and Jabari Parker are just net minuses on defense, and are always going to be so. Yeah, and that whatever offensive of you know, uh, firepower they have or potency they have. You know, you look and it looks really intriguing to see all those names on the page and go and think about what they can do or what what their, their stats could be. Mm-hmm. But it, it, the, the the you know the the uh, may not be uh, the sum may not be as. Greater than oh, the, the parts, parts of the, the whole, whatever. or something you know, that, like that, right? That, that thing. <laughs> Look it um, up. <laughs> and then, and by the way, there are there are people out there who are making the case for Cleveland. Um, I, I I think nah, that, I, I think nah. they're crazy, nah. but there are at least a few people making the case for Cleveland. Oh, nah. see Tristan Thompson. They're going to want to trade. out there.
1: They're going to want to trade Kevin Love
0: by December. Well, they shouldn't have. Well, that's I thing. That's why. Everybody. Real okay. quick, before we go, you on don't Howard, trade players who trade contracts. Uh, Howard. Uh, is there a champion pick for you other than the Warriors? I hate, I hate
2: being boring and predictable, but <laughs> I, I, I don't think there's a rational choice aside from the Warriors. I will say, um, I, I think I think I think Boston's really really good. Yeah. I think they're coming out of the East, and I think they are a team that is built to, to challenge them. the Warriors. I don't. I'm not saying that they will, mm-hmm. but I do think that when you have the depth that they have yeah. and the versatility that all that length a bunch of guys who are you know tall long rangy can switch every defensive assignment and they can switch 1 through 5 and Al Horford is 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 the perfect big man for today's game who can guard 1 through 5 and Brown and Tatum can switch and Hayward can switch and you know Kyrie can guard twos and, and strongest probably, to, you know, I don't, know not, I don't want to guard a three, but like, <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot, there's a lot they can do with a lot of combinations and yeah. Marcus Smart can do a bunch of stuff when he's out there defensively. Um, and they, as I say, one through 10, they're, they're really good. If there's a, you know, the whole thing with the Rockets against the Warriors was that the Rockets could switch everything and, and just kind of like turn the Warriors into this stagnant offense that they don't want to be. The Celtics have that. Uh, and then some, and, and they have better players. Um, than what the Rockets had last year overall, beyond like beyond going your top two, right? I'm not saying any of them are better than Harden necessarily. But um, the, the Celtics, at their best, look like they are built to challenge the Warriors. And so if if there's an upset, it's, I don't think it's going to be in the West, barring injury. You think it'll be a Finals but, of Celtics? Or LeBron. But, could, but could the Celtics beat them next June if they're as good as I think they are? That's a possibility.
0: Celtics Warriors is the prediction of I the think, final. I think I think we are all in My agreement. My flights are booked. I think we you know what? I think I think we're all in agreement there. Celtics agreement. Warriors. I, I don't know yeah. if that'll ever happen on the podcast here again, but Celtics Warriors Warriors, 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 Warriors in probably seven. You know what? I, I'd like I'd like to see it. What? Happen? How- two, two
2: good cities. That's all I care about. You, so. you, a little
0: Boston, a little San Francisco? Yeah. You can't go wrong with that, right? Places,
2: places I like hanging out. So can't 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 be too go. bad. Howard.
0: Thank you for the time. You gave us more time than we even expected. Nah, we're good. Uh, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, great NBA preview. Uh, and you'll be back to work, writing, working on some
2: features and stuff. Something, yeah. Uh feature coming, uh, possibly about those Celtics, uh, coming out uh, right before the season starts. Um, podcast, The Full 48. Um, be recording a new one on uh, Monday. Good. And, uh Yeah, look for that. And, that yeah, uh, yeah,
0: definitely look for that. Definitely also check out Howard's podcast. It is great. The Full 48. Great name. Uh, remember, check him out. Remember, he is the senior, senior, senior <laughs> NBA writer for Bleacher Report. We want to thank our guest Howard Back for joining us on the Hard to Pack podcast. I can't even talk right now. Uh, That's it uh, <laughs> for episode <laughs> forty-four. Peace, guys.